Hey there, truth seekers. I'm Misty, and this is the Authentic Answers podcast, where we find out from the most passionate people exactly how they got that way. These guests don't have all the answers, but they know their truth and live it every single day. Maybe they'll inspire the rest of us to do the same. On today's episode, I invite you to meet Dawn. She is a yoga teacher, maker of magical jewelry, and creator of Elevate Adornment. She makes each piece with love and intention in her home studio in Sacramento, California. Her high vibe crystals, sustainably harvested woods, and an appreciation for a subtle, elegant aesthetic blend together to create something that feels unique and meaningful. She is pure magic and is grounded in the belief that you are too. Let's join her now. All right. Hello, Dawn, and welcome to the Authentic Answers podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I just had a couple of questions for you. I understand you blend yoga and jewelry together. And I just got to say that your Instagram is like my happy place. That is where I go. I mean, it's like Audrey Hepburn at Breakfast at Tiffany's. When I need a little pick me up, I go to your Instagram and I look at all your gorgeous pieces and they just put me in a much better mood. So thank you so much. Thank thank you. you for all your work that you do. Really appreciate it. And if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, about what brought you to yoga, what brought you to jewelry making. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started yoga in 2006 and um, it may seem like sort of a strange connection, but like, so I went on this road trip to um, Arizona. I had always wanted to see the Grand Canyon and Um, I guess I've just been waiting for somebody to invite me. And so I finally, like, I was newly sober and I just kind of took it upon myself to like finally plan this trip that I had always wanted to take. And, um, and it felt like such a shift. Like I I loved going to the Grand Canyon. We went to Sedona, we went to all the energy vortexes. I bought my first crystal. It was amazing, but really the amazing part was like, it was like a real like first lesson for me in manifestation. Like I feel like, like this basic life skill of like, oh, when you want something, you like set the intention and you do some action behind it and you make it happen was like such a light bulb moment to me. Like I had just kind of felt like up until that point, I had sort of wandered through life, like waiting for it to come to me. And not really feeling like I had the agency to like go out and like make something happen. Um, So when I got back from that trip, I was like, well, what else have I wanted to try or explore whatever? And yoga came to me from I'm not sure where, like I didn't know anybody who was doing yoga at the time. I'm not sure where it came from. It was just like a download from the universe, I guess. And so I just went online and um, searched the local yoga studios and signed up for the one that had the best intro special. And um, yeah, started my journey there. And I was like, I was, 
at the time I was newly sober, I was out of shape, like in all of the ways, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like all of the ways, not in great shape. So it was really challenging. And I started with and still do uh, Bikram yoga. So the hot yoga and, um, and at first, what kept me coming back was just I wanted to get my money's worth. I had paid for 90 days, so I was going to get my money's worth. But then I just kept going back because I felt so good, like the whole rest of the day, like the class itself was still super hard, super challenging, but I felt so amazing the whole rest of the day. And like physically, I felt good. I was building strength and flexibility and all of that stuff. But really, it was like the mental, the emotional stuff, like... I just felt like I was thinking more clearly. I felt like more empowered. I felt like I was like tapping into like a level of like inner strength and determination and grit that I didn't really feel I had access to before. And, um, and that was just my whole worldview. Like I had been kind of like negative and cynical, um, prior to that um for a while and it just like birthed this like hope and optimism in me um so yeah I mean that's how I found it and I you know I um kept practicing and I had a teacher who kind of took me under her wing and encouraged me to go to teacher training and and that was a real shift for me because like I'm an introvert, like the idea of like being up in front of people, telling them what to do for 90 minutes was kind of my personal idea of health. So um, it took some encouragement to go to teacher training, but I was so like um, just inspired and just like transformed by how yoga had affected me that I, I wanted to share that with other people. So I went to teacher training and became a teacher and um, yeah, and did that full time for like over a decade. Well, I got to tell you that that's so inspiring to me that you were out of shape when you began because I'm starting yoga for like the millionth time and I feel so uncoordinated. I don't even have the, the confidence to go to my local yoga class. Like I'm doing at home YouTube videos and like failing and still keeping at it, but trying. So that's inspiring to me that it was challenging for you. at It's first so time. hard in the beginning. It's so hard. Yeah. Cause you're not used to it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the perfect people like you see on Instagram and YouTube doing the poses so beautifully. It's just, it's like, I know I don't look anything like that. Right. And that's not what it's about anyway. Right. Yeah. You just got to keep going back to the mat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how did you begin making malas? Okay. So right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had, gone to art school and um and studied like sculpture ceramic spatial art um and then when i graduated that's about when i started um doing the yoga so life kind of took me in this whole other path so i just kind of like put all of that creativity aside to do the yoga thing for many years and i was making jewelry for myself like here and there just like 
a lot of, you know, secondhand stuff or repurposed stuff. And I had made malas for myself or for my friends. Um, and I was never very like particular about the materials, just like whatever shiny thing caught my eye. Um, but I, in 2017, I took um, a mala and yoga workshop and the gal um, was telling us about the different crystals and all the different energies that they had. And so we like set our intentions, we did our yoga, we made our bracelets and um, and it was sort of my introduction to sort of like the energetics of crystals and stones. Like I was just kind of like, well, I just want mine to be pretty. Like if it has magic powers, then bonus. And so um, I made my bracelet. I wore every day and like within a week, things started shifting. Like it really felt like, I don't know, it was an internal shift. It's hard to describe, but I felt again, like I had access to the sort of like agency or power that I, that I hadn't before. And, um, and, and it was very transformative. And I just started at the yoga studio that I was teaching at, at the time, Bikram Yoga San Jose, we had a maker's fair every December. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make some bracelets for my yogi friends. Um, so I made the bracelets and I put like the researched all the crystals and their different properties and wrote them down on the tags and just thought I was going to make some bracelets for a few of my yoga friends. And I sold so many bracelets at that event. And usually that event is like, it's a good community event, but it's more about sharing our, you know, creative endeavors. It's not necessarily about making a ton of sales. Well, I sold a ton of bracelets. I got invited to like three other events. Some guy offered to help me build a website. Like it happened so organically, like, oh, all of a sudden here I am in the magic bracelet business. And, um, yeah, so that's sort of how it happened. And I had been, it's like one of those things, like I had been looking for something, like I was pretty, as much as I love yoga, like I was pretty burnt out on teaching yoga full time in the Bay Area, trying to make ends meet teaching yoga. Um, I was like, we got to figure something else out because I was teaching way more than I should have been, you know, for a sustainable life. And um, and then this jewelry jewelry thing like came in and just, you know, took me in this different direction. And we ended up moving to Sacramento and eventually buying a house. And like it just felt like things just sort of shifted and evolved from, you know, mm -hmm. that moment there. I love that. I love that. It just came to you all together and everything, all the pieces fell into place. And that's it amazing. after like years of struggling though, right? Like you don't realize when you're going through it, you know, I, it took me 10 years going back to college. It took me 10 years to get a four-year degree because I kept changing my major over and over, you know, and, you know, I was in psychology because I wanted to help people's minds. And then I was in nursing because I'll help that, you know, I, I did all of these things and then finally landed on art and art history. And, and even then I put that aside for a while and you don't see at the time how those pieces are all going to like 
come together and connect until like, at least for me until later on. And now I feel like I'm in this place where all, all of those things that felt, they felt kind of like failures at the moment. Like it felt kind of like a dead end, like, oh, this isn't, you know, I was trying to find it and, you know, I, it would be it for a while. And then I would like switch, you know? And so I didn't realize until it all started to come together. Oh, those weren't failures. Those weren't like dead ends. Those, like those were all bringing me here. We have so much in common. <laughs> trying to find the it, trying to find the one thing. And I got to tell you, I heard recently, um, Tony Robbins calls it paying your success tax. So it's not a failure. You're not, you're not giving up on anything. You're just paying your success tax. Whenever you start something and you feel like it doesn't lead anywhere, you're you're paying it toward the greater good. And I love that. Yeah. And it reminds me so much of your journey. And have you heard one of the things that really helped me was um, Elizabeth Gilbert has this talk about, I think she calls it um, the bulldogs and the hummingbirds or maybe it's the jackhammers and the hummingbirds i don't know but she used to be she used to talk about like the bulldogs or the jackhammers i can't remember what she calls it but they're the ones who like they know from an early age what they're meant here what they're here to do and they just follow that path with this dogged determination without veering and they know and they go for it and they follow their passion. And then there's the hummingbirds who have to like they're a whole different makeup of people and they have to flip from this thing to that thing. And they are the cross pollinators. And there's such a value in that. And I felt like all my life I'd been trying to be that bulldog mm -hmm. and and I'm a hummingbird. And, and it was just with you. So yes. permission giving, right? Yes. To realize, oh, that's not my path, you know? And so, yeah, that talk is incredible if you ever have a chance to listen to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Elizabeth Gilbert is Eat, Pray, Love, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm going to definitely look that up. That's amazing. And I'm a hummingbird right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's so oh, validating sure. to hear that 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 is a valid path. That is, you know, a valid way to do it. And that I think that's that that really resonates. Thank you for that. And um, I think we hear stories so much about that other path, right? That we think mm -hmm. that we should, you know, that sort of follow your passion and just figure it out and just go straight for it, you know. So it, it is refreshing to hear that there's it's a whole other way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So your collections sell out sometimes in a matter of hours. As a customer, I, like every single minute counts. If you like a piece, like you have to be on it. Your pieces totally speak to people. They always, they seem to drown in their, their, they seem to call to their humans. Where do you draw your inspiration from? I mean, really, it's the materials themselves. You know, I have always been like the type of maker or artist who has to just get in there and play. Like whenever I was in art school and they'd be like, sketch out your design ahead of time. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where the material is going to lead me. So, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, I get to play with 
beautiful crystals and woods and most of the crystals I use are fair trade and the woods are all sustainably harvested. And so I get to work with this like beautiful fragrant sandalwood that just smells amazing and just all these crystals that come from the earth that are just incredible. And it's just like a lot of it's just like puzzle piecing things together. I don't necessarily know what it's going to be until, you know, I'm playing around with those materials. And I think lately I've been really, really drawing a lot of inspiration from like the seasons. I think like ever since COVID happened and kind of shut down the world as we knew it. And I never had like a real regimented like nine to five job or anything like that. Um, but still just like that pause and shut down, I've been really working on um, just living more with like the cycles of nature, like really tuning into the moon cycles, really tuning into like the seasonal shifts, you know, and what those seasons are here to teach us. Like um, learning how to winter has been such a lesson for me to actually allow myself that like rest phase, like to allow myself that hibernation to not always have to be go, go, go. And same with like the new moon or the dark moon, like that moment each month to like rest and pause and reflect. Um, so I've been personally working a lot with that and just like how to live in a more seasonal manner. And I think that's showing up in a lot of the work, you know, um, the last big collection I did first blush was all about like that very first part of spring, like not the spring that we're in now where it's like full on. Right. But just that first little inkling. So it was all these like pale pastels and just like tender, nurturing feeling crystals um you know and then the and then we did Laramar which reminded me you know after the winter that we had you know in California with all of those storms which we're not used to just like the blue skies felt like such a balm you know it was so refreshing so that was kind of celebrating that kind of vibe and then the next one is going to be all about um like wild flowers. I've been so inspired by like the super bloom that's happening and just seeing the California poppies on the side of the road, just like you're driving down the freeway and there they are just like that pop of orange is just incredible. So yeah, the seasons have been a real inspiration to me um, these last few years too. And I'll collect like, I'll, you know, I'll go crystal shopping and I'll collect things, you know, materials and kind of stash them away until like they feel sort of like I had those Laramar stashed away for probably a year or maybe more. And until they feel like they're sort of seasonally aligned, they're ready to, you know, be presented to the world. So, yeah. That's incredible. That's so beautiful. I love that you take your inspiration from the seasons and your pieces speak to you at different times. And I just um, love uh, your aesthetic is gorgeous. I mean, your Instagram, like I said, is my happy place. And I just absolutely love all the work that you do. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. And I wanted to know, do you have any advice for somebody who's trying to find their path? 
Oh gosh. Um, that's a hard one. Cause I think we all come to it in such a unique way, you know, like I think, you know, what works for one person is not necessarily going to work for the next, but I think working on yourself, like in whatever way that is really lays the foundation to be open to it when it presents itself. You know, like I look at the the sort of personal growth I had to do, because I mean, if I look back at it, jewelry has been with me, you know, always and forever since I was a little girl, you know, pouring through my grandma's jewelry box, you know, but I wasn't ready for it, you know, mm -hmm. and so the work that I did in, you know, getting sober has been the hugest gift, you know, and learning how to, um, live life without numbing, learning all of the things you learn in recovery about, you know, looking at your part in things and um, getting down to the causes and conditions, you know, not necessarily the, the symptom and all the personal growth that goes into that. And then the yoga was a whole nother part of the personal growth journey and like really learning to feel empowered, learning to feel like um, like just living, how to live in alignment with, um, with like my inner self, um, learning how to have some like grit and determination to be able to stick with things when things got hard, to stick with things when I wasn't immediately perfect at them, um, just that sort of um yeah determination to be able to and the softness too right because that's the other part of it too it's not all determination it's the softness of like knowing when to release something knowing when to let go of it knowing when to know that this is this is not for you or you don't need to effort so hard um so i think that a lot of A lot of being ready for the the path that I'm on now was, you know, in in learning a lot of those lessons because I graduated, you know, when I went to art school, that was a whole other art form I was equally passionate about, but I didn't have the mindset like I didn't have um, like we spent so much time in critiques that I found just so, even when the feedback was good, like I just was not emotionally resilient to have like my work evaluated or critiqued or to put myself out there. Like it's such a challenge as a creative to like put your work out into the world to, um, to be evaluated or to be like either purchased or not purchased to go to a market and have people just walk on by your booth with no interest whatsoever. And I just didn't have before recovery, before yoga, before, you know, some of the other, you know, personal growth work that I did, I just didn't have the emotional resilience to like handle that. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think that when you do, the inner work on yourself and the shadow work. I mean, that's been huge too. Um, when you do that inner work on yourself, you prepare yourself so that when 
the thing, whatever the thing is, whether, you know, it's art or some healing modality, you know, whatever it is, we all have our own gifts. When that thing presents itself, like you are in a space mentally and in your heart to be able to like recognize it and, and run with it. Mm-hmm. You got to trust the timing. Absolutely. And you got to yeah. do the work just so that you're prepared for when the timing hits. Absolutely. I love that. And I just got to tell you, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. I wanted to ask you too, how many years have you been sober? I have been sober 11 years now. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It is. It is. I mean, it is really like the single most life-changing decision like ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I cannot... I cannot recommend it enough. Like, and like, there's a saying in like recovery about selling yourself short. Like if you imagine where you're going to be, um, you could never even imagine like what the universe has in store for you. Um, it's really, it's just, it's been incredible. The people that I've met on that path, whether it's in recovery rooms or just like people, you know, in yoga rooms or whatever, um, has just been incredible. So yeah, it's, I can't speak highly of that enough. It's just great. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with me. That's amazing. I love it. I love all of it. I love all the value that you gave me today is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find my work on my website, um, and that's uh, elevateadornment.com. So that's got all of the jewelry that's for sale. I have a blog on there, too. Um, that's just kind of, you know, my thoughts and musings on s- stuff. Um, and then Instagram is one of my favorite places to hang out. I just... I know it's not really cool anymore to say you love Instagram, but I love Instagram. Like it has, it has been, and now I was not really even on social media until I had a business and I've just found it's really um, been a beautiful container to hold things that I didn't um that I didn't even realize how important they were to me, you know, like I've been sort of a lifelong journaler. So like writing long Instagram captions, I don't know if anybody ever reads them. It feels like, you know, a place to put my thoughts. Um, I've been learning slowly learning photography and how to like work with a real camera. So I just like, I love creating a beautiful visual and trying to capture things you know in photography i love like the behind the scenes that you get in instagram stories um you can learn all about my cats and you know (laughs) the inspiration behind the work but then also just like to getting a peek inside like people's lives and just what their day-to-day looks like and um yeah, I just find it's a really like wonderful place. And it's like anything, like I think 
if you're mindful of how you use it, if you're mindful of who you follow, like I now follow a lot of um, different makers that I've met at different markets. So my Instagram feed is just full of like handmade goods and artistry and healers and people out there, you know, living their best life and doing their thing. And it's it's a beautiful place to be. It, it yes. really, it is. It I agree. Be. It's like a scrapbook of everything that you've done and all the things. So yeah, I, I, I love it too. <laughs> and I've met just like the coolest people on there. Um, you know, people from across the world reconnected with, you know, we went to high school together and reconnected through social media. I mean, how cool is that, that, you know, uh, we never would have had that without without social media. So I just think that there's a lot of cool things. You know, I mean, there's it, it's it is what it is. So um, it's got that double edged sword. But I just think there's a lot of cool things about it, too. And it can be such a cool tool for connecting and sharing and ex self-expression. I totally agree. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. And I'm looking forward to the wildflower collection. I can't wait to see what you come up with and all the beautiful colors and um, how what inspiration spring brings you. So very excited. And uh, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Misty. Thank you. Please check the show notes to find out more about today's guest. If you like this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and or hit that follow button for more authenticity to come. Hang out with me on Instagram by following authentic underscore answers underscore podcast. And if you know someone with answers to share, let me know. I'm always here to seek the truth and I wish you well on your path.